you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the fantasy playoffs are here, and it is make or break time for your season. We're going to recap the performances that kept some fantasy owners alive and some that sunk the seasons of many others. Plus, it's never too early to start thinking about next season. So our very own Michael Fabiano is going to give you a sneak peek at a very different-looking first-round mock draft for 2015. Yes, it's here. And if you won this week to extend your season, hey, congrats. Now, can you do it again? We're going to help you get your lineup in perfect shape for Week 15 as NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the most watched fantasy football show on television. I'm James Coe sitting next to the fantasy sports writer, Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Fabs, this was the week that most counted uh, for fantasy owners because it is the fantasy playoffs for most. And unfortunately, four of the biggest names in the game all put up stinkers, man. We're talking about Drew Brees, just 12 points. Jimmy Graham, 2.5 points. Your boy, Josh Gordon, 1.5 points. But Peyton Manning, the biggest surprise, no doubt, less than three points Awful. for Peyton Manning. What happened? They're like the Ravens now uh, of 2000. They run the ball. My friend Adam Wainwright, who was the great pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, right. texted me yesterday and said, when did Peyton Manning become Trent Dilfer? <laughs> Because he has Peyton Manning on his fantasy team, and that performance really hurt him. And the last couple of weeks, it's been C.J. Anderson, who's been the offensive centerpiece for that club in the Mile High City. Isn't that amazing? But Manning's got to bounce back. Next week against San Diego, he puts up a big number, but a lot of people probably didn't make it past this past weekend because Peyton had fewer than three points. I can't believe I'm saying that. I mean, this is what's crazy. Take a look at the players with more fantasy points than Peyton Manning. Philip Supernaw? Is that how you say that guy's name? Philip Super? Is he a is country artist? Philip Supernaw? No? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we see Nick Toon on there as well. I don't know if Doug, Rugrats, or Ren and Stimpy are going to make the show, but Nick Toon <laughs> had 4.5 points. He had more points than Peyton Manning. It's unbelievable. All right, so let's take a look at your Week 14 fantasy disappointments. Oh, my goodness. Uh, to go along with Peyton Manning there, Demarius Thomas, just one point. Very surprising. Muhammad Sanu will get on later in the show as well, but just 1.6 points. Pretty surprising performance against a banged-up Steelers secondary. Mark Ingram, whom almost everybody, almost everybody was expecting a huge a good game matchup. From. Absolutely. And Jimmy Graham. Jimmy, where was Jimmy Graham? He's Holy done cow. a Houdiniak for two weeks yes. in a row now. Very disturbing. But let's talk about uh, let's talk about Jimmy Graham uh, and Josh Gordon and, and, and Drew Brees as well. Uh, you know, you talk about Peyton Manning being a big disappointment. I think a lot of folks, uh, I made a bold prediction on Sunday that Drew Brees was going to be the highest scoring fantasy yeah, player in the game. Yeah, but we know why you did that. 
You were trying reverse psychology because Matt Money Smith <laughs> That's right. has I Drew put Brees. the jinx on him. That's why you did that. <laughs> Listen, you're sticking with these guys. Maybe maybe Josh Gordon's more of a 2-3 now than, right. than he is a, a strong 2 at this point. Uh, Drew Brees is a guy you're playing. I mean, they play in Chicago next week. They have a bad pass defense. How worried so, are you, though, about Jimmy Graham? Two weeks in a row. I wonder if that shoulder injury is, fully is healed, really right? bugging him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, we're going to have more news and analysis later on in the show. But for now, we turn our attention to the Monday night game. Falcons, Packers in Lambeau. Thank you, James. Yes, we do. Lots of fantasy points on the line in this one. And a lot of fantasy owners who need big performances tonight to keep their playoff hopes alive. I am one of them. And we start with the pack. Adam, Jordy Nelson has been the more productive of the two Green Bay receivers. He has the second most fantasy points over the last month among wide receivers. Does that continue tonight? Yeah, I'm going to need it, too. I think if I get like 45 points from Jordy Nelson, I'll go ahead and win my league of record and everything. And all will be right with the world but yeah he's been the most consistent receiver out of there it seems like each and every week they take at least one shot within like the first two minutes they have a huge huge shot to him he scores a huge touchdown and you feel pretty comfortable the rest of the way as he continues to pile up points and this week this is a pretty good matchup I mean we're talking to people who are already pot committed you're already starting Jordy Nelson so whatever your question is I need this many points from Mm -hmm. Jordy Nelson you're gonna get it probably not my 45 but for most people, if you have something realistic, if you have 20, even if you need like 20 points, mm-hmm. I feel like Jordy could go out and get that for you. All right, we love that confidence. Are you as confident about Randall Cobb, Akbar? He's getting the receiving yards, but not the touchdowns. Well, yes, I am confident about Randall Cobb going up against the Atlanta Falcons. I think the opportunity is going to be there for Randall Cobb to be able to get touchdowns. We saw what he did against the New England Patriots. He put up nine, 9.3 fantasy points against That's New good. England. That's really good against yeah. a really good defense. Now you're facing a very bad defense. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of weapons uh, around you. And Aaron Rodgers, your quarterback, you better believe that Randall Cobb is going to be the guy to help you win this Monday. I think Eddie Lacy might also be the guy. Adam, five TDs over the last four weeks, tied for most in the NFL. Yeah, he's been pretty great. And the great, and the good thing, too, that I really like is that they start using him as a receiver. You see right there, the little shovel pass. They're throwing in all these wrinkles offensively and finding different ways to get him the ball. Like, we didn't really think of him as a patch, pass catcher when he was coming in to this offense, but it seems like he's scoring more receiving touchdowns than rushing touchdowns. But again, at the end of the game, if you figure the Packers have a pretty decent lead, they'll be trying to bleed the clock a little bit. We could see a heavy dose of Eddie Lacy running the ball at the end of the game. So Very true, and it's a tremendous matchup. Now, we talk really about people who need a certain amount of points. Let's get specific Randall here, people. Cobb. What do we oh, have? Yeah. Randall Cobb, I mean, this is so funny. 0.5 less. Go ahead and give him the other 0.5 and give Randall Cobb that 14 points. I believe you, though. He will get into the end zone, and he will give you 14 fantasy points. You know, I'll give Cobb the extra point. 14 yeah. for Randall Cobb. Can't make so changes now. Wait, wait. That would mean Rodgers would be 27.7? I don't, I don't Details, know, details. But yeah. overall, you, guys, you guys are on the same page there. But let's move to the Falcons side of things. Roddy White is listed as questionable for the Falcons. All we know right now is that his coach, Mike Smith, has said all week that he thinks Roddy will play. So be sure to keep checking back here on NFL Network and NFL.com throughout the day for updates on him. So, Akbar, what does this mean for Matt Ryan? He's much better at home. It's cold in Lambeau. How do you like him tonight? I, I don't like Matt Ryan. I don't think he's going to be the quarterback that's going to help you get to, uh, over the edge to win in your playoffs. And when you look at Matt Ryan, we talked about Roddy White. Probably, you know, he's questionable. Then you got Julio Jones mm-hmm. in Green Bay. 
look, he sounds like the guy that could put up big numbers. Last week he had a pretty good game, 20 fantasy points. But if you look at before then, seven consecutive weeks of below satisfactory performance from Matt Ryan, I don't think that he all of a sudden goes into the frozen tundra and mm -hmm. all of a sudden has a big game. And look, I talked to my brother. He lives in Green Bay. Uh, he's been there for a long time. It's cold over there. Yeah. Matt Ryan in the cold. Ooh, it is Loka. very cold. Wouldn't this defense. The yeah, yeah, this, like yeah. the fantasy playoffs is when Ryan <laughs> yeah, would right. show go, up. Go do, go do well in the cold. Put a 30-burger up there. And, and this defense is so, so good, Adam. And I know you're concerned about it. Is there anyone you do like? I Actually, Julio Jones would be the only guy that I would want to play from the Falcons offense because the biggest problem that they have is the offensive line. And that's mm -hmm. not going to be that's not gonna be cured going into Green Bay and playing that underrated defense. So... I expect the, the Falcons to be behind and have to put the ball into the air quite a lot. That'll mean opportunities for Julio Jones. I'm not comfortable with it. Like, I, mm -hmm. I would rather not play him, but he's, you know, one of your high draft picks. Again, we're talking about guys you're probably already starting. You don't have many questions on these guys. I'd rather start Randall Cobb or any of those guys over Julio, but if you do... He's the one guy. He has scored in the last two, and we saw he's getting the target. So, uh, Stephen Jackson, Akbar's had a little uh, late success here in the fantasy season. Yes, in, in the financial industry, we call that a spike, right? That's oh, just a, a little spike in, in the trend there with uh, Stephen Jackson. Mm -hmm. But I, I wouldn't buy it. That's just a, that's temporary. That's not a trend okay. for him that's going to continue throughout this playoff it's not season. not permanent. So definitely go away from playing Steven Jackson. He's not going to be that running back. This this Packers defense, they're pretty tough up front. Mm -hmm. And I know Dom Caper is going to bring a lot of pressure. They'll have those run blitzes involved for a big running back like Steven Jackson, but he's definitely not the same guy anymore. Yeah, he's burned me a couple years in a row, so I didn't draft him this year. All right, Adam. You got 13 there for Matt. Ryan Aquar with 17. Very low on Steven Jackson. Decent game there for Julio Jones. That looks pretty good. 14 and 11. And then uh, Roddy White. Not as high. Anyway, Akbar, you're, you're okay. 10. Yeah, yeah double like digit. Yards. That's pretty decent. All right. yeah, maybe a touchdown. 56. Touchdown. 40 yards and a touchdown. 40 yards and a touchdown. All right. Well, okay. that would be 116 yards for Four. Julio. Uh, see, like, right. Why are you always trying to do math? Pull this is what we're doing. All right, guys. Enough. The calculator, ah, James, Fabs, please take it away. My phone's upside down. <laughs> Time for our Monday headlines, starting with the latest news on the injury front. Following Sunday's games, Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians told the media running back Andre Ellington, who suffered a sports hernia last week in Atlanta, is having surgery today and will miss the remainder of the season. A disappointing end to Ellington's first year as a starter in Arizona Fabs. Yes, and he had a nice stretch where he was putting up some pretty good totals. It's going to be interesting to see where he's drafted in 2015 because he's got the talent, but you would think the Cardinals are going to go out and get a running back. Right now, it looks like the player to pick up is Kerwin Williams. Who? Now, I, I thought that was a paint company, but that's Sherwin-Williams. <laughs> but Very this good. guy came out of nowhere, and we all thought it was going to be Stephon Taylor, Taylor yeah. or maybe Marion Grice, and it was Williams. Had 100 yards against a tough Chiefs defense. I'm not sure I'm playing him on Thursday night against the Rams, but he's definitely worth picking up off the waiver wire. I mean, you see some of these runs, though. He's shedding tacklers. This is very impressive. And so, yeah, we don't know, you know, Kerwin Williams, but just the, the limited game tape we do have on the guy, he doesn't look like a bad play. He was on their practice squad last Friday. Another practice squad it's guy. It's like Sam Congato all over again. <laughs> all right, let's take a look at the rest of the significant injuries uh, from Sunday. Colton McCoy... Uh, again, you feel for the guy because, you know, he's waited in the wings and now he suffered a neck injury. We don't know what his official status is moving forward. Zach Mettenberger, though, with that shoulder injury, he's out of there for the remainder of the year. So 
Jake Locker comes in, right? He'll be the quarterback. They're playing the Jets, hmm. who just got grilled by the Vikings, and their pass defense stinks. It's too bad Mettenberger's hurt. He would have been a good sleeper. Uh, Percy Harvin had a nice game, but then suffered an ankle injury. You also saw this man, Andre Johnson, yeah, on this that was board scary. as well. Uh, he left Sunday's game with a concussion. The veterans finished with four catches for just 17 yards. We definitely wish him a speedy recovery, but as you mentioned, this is a scary-looking injury for Andre Johnson. How do you expect this to impact Houston's uh, offense, if at all? Well, you have to see what happens with this. I mean, this just looked scary to me, and uh, hopefully, like you said, he's going to be okay. In the interim, if A.J. can't play, you're looking at DeAndre Hopkins seeing a lot of targets in this offense, but I expect them to run the ball a lot with Arian Foster next week, like they always do. Is Damaris Johnson somebody that uh, might pique your interest? Fantasy playoffs, my man. There's no way I'm rolling the dice (laughs) on him. (laughs) All right, still to come, wondering who to add and who to drop during the all-important fantasy postseason. Michael Fabiano is making his list and checking it twice. Take notes, or you might be placed on the naughty list. And Cam Newton, Joy Bell, they were both surprise top performers on Sunday. Can they put together a postseason worthy of our fantasy playoff MVP title? Find out as NFL Fantasy Live continues. A cool, crisp day for some December football. Week 14. Big game on hand today. Great day for football. Here we go. It's time to the end zone. Carolina touchdown. A great location on the throw by Cam Newton. Joe Bell, the running back. The ball is tipped, and it's caught by Bell. He scores. This is Wilson keeping it. Running left side. Touchdown, Seattle. Hello again, this is NFL Fantasy Live. He is Adam Rank, Akbar Bajbi Emil, and I'm Molly Karam here with you. And Sunday, not all doom and gloom, my friends, as a few high-scoring matchups provided a ton of fantasy points for some owners. Let's show you our top performers. Whoa. We got a few QBs on Hello. there, guys. Cam having himself a day. Russell Wilson, did you see how happy he was after that press conference? Uh, yes, he, like he, he had everything to be happy In a candy for. store. Big huh? Ben also on there. Matthew Stafford, but Le'Veon Bell, not even fair. The people that owned that guy there, Adam Rank. He is closing in on DeMarco Burry as the best back in the league. I think he surpassed him. I mean, yeah. Bell has done things that are historic. I mean, he's had at least 200 scrimmage yards in three consecutive games, as you see right there. You have to go all the way back to the time of Walter Payton. And you think of all the great running backs that we've had throughout history. you got to go back to Walter Payton to find somebody who compares to him. So I like this guy. And I'd actually written in my like-dislike column on Friday, or excuse me, on Thursday, that I was like, oh, this will probably be mm-hmm. my number one pick next year. And then now it looks like I, it's got it. It's I mean, a no-brainer. It really is. 185 yards, two TDs, and caught six passes. How about These them stars. apples? And speaking of big games, A.J. Green, three 100-yard games over the last four weeks, Akbar. Well, yes, and that's right. He came a big bounce-back game, this yeah. game against Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a divisional matchup. I think he was ready. He was pumped in this game. Uh Full stride. He looked like the A.J. Green. I had him. I wish he would have done this for me while I was in season, but I didn't get this production out of him. But this is an interesting uh, conundrum we've got going on. He's going up against the Cleveland Browns next week. Can he put up the same type of performance? Remember what he did a couple Mm -hmm. several weeks ago when he only had two fantasy points. I think he has a good game against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the Joe Hayden effect a little different than Ike (laughs) Taylor. 
Moving on, though. Yes. Cam Newton had himself a day 21 of 33 for 226 yards and three TDs. Yeah, he was simply amazing. We talked about it, Akbar, on the show on Sunday that this guy was due to break out at some point, but unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure a lot of fantasy enthusiasts mm-hmm. had him on the bench, and this leads to an in- interesting question for next season because we'll remember this game and be like, yeah, Cam Newton could be so good. He's got KB there. So what do you do next year? I imagine you're going to draft him. You're going to live and die with this guy. It's going to be tough because he's up and down. Just one time, we want this Cam to be the consistent Cam, somebody who can go out and do these kind of things each and every week. And when he does, he's going to be the best guy in fantasy football. This is so Cam. We see these flashes. <laughs> exactly what you're saying. All right, even with Reggie Bush back, Joyce Bell still had 23 touches. Dub Bell. That's what I call him, Dub Bell. You get it? Dub Bell. Oh, I yeah, get it. Yeah. Oh, Dub, meaning 20 points. Back-to-back 20 points that's game. Good, yes. We get you it. Get, you, yeah, it. Nah, you didn't get it. How dare you? Yeah, you don't get it. But anyways, Joyce Bell, to me, I just love Joyce Bell. I'm a fan of his. Genuinely, when he gets that opportunity, he goes out there and he balls. And I think the Reggie Bush factor is no longer there for Joy Bill. He's just like, kind of like Jeremy Hill. He's going to get his, and Joy Bill consistently Mm -hmm. get his. Yeah, and he's got a good uh, matchup next week against the Vikings. Should be a good RB2. Did you hear Dion and Irv after singing Ring My Bell? That was hysterical, (laughs) by the way. Russell Wilson, we alluded to it. A great game by him. Yeah, you know what? If you go to my Twitter page, I have a tweet pegged to the top that says, if you have Russell Wilson, you don't need any other fantasy quarterback. I pinned that up there in September. And there were a couple of weeks where people asked me, like, are you going to take that thing down? It's not looking too good. But I did. And you know what? I I stuck with them for the whole year. I felt like we were going to start to see more of these type performances. The guy... He's simply amazing. I love what he does on the field. I love the way he uses his legs. He's great right there. He can extend plays. He can run touchdowns. And he gets the ball to his receivers. He gets that, it to his running I mean, not the like, greatest of arms as far as a quarterback, no. as far as, you know, having the wide receivers there. But I get what you're saying. He's a playmaker. We call those guys AKA mm-hmm. ballers. Yeah, the end hot at the right time. That Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch as well. All right, that is uh, now it's time for Groom Your Lineup presented by Head and Shoulders. James, take it away. All right, thank you, Molly. Each and every week, we comb through NFL.com's Fantasy Genius Tool to find questions asked by you, the real fans, looking to groom their lineups. If you have a question for us, go to NFL.com slash genius. Our first question, Fabs, who should I add, Latavius Murray or Andre Williams? This one to me is easy. It's Latavius Murray because he is the featured back for the Oakland Raiders now. And the last time he played the Kansas City Chiefs, who he plays this week, oh, by the way, He went off. He only had four carries, but he had two touchdowns, over 100 rushing yards. And if Rashad Jennings comes back healthy next week, well, Andre Williams isn't even worth playing, and they have a much tougher matchup against the Redskins. So add and start Latavius Murray. All right, so we pick up Latavius. Who should we drop uh, to make space for him, Reggie Bush or Trent Richardson? Both. I mean, (laughs) come on. It's like getting coal in your stocking for both of these guys, but – If I had to pick one, I'd say Trent Richardson because Boom Heron, although he didn't have huge numbers, is clearly the guy there for the Indianapolis Colts. They don't trust Trent Richardson, even against his old team, the team that traded him. He couldn't even get any revenge fantasy points. He can't get any fantasy points at all. Trent Richardson now is a waiver wire player. Can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, it's it's tough to see, uh, quite honestly. He was so productive with Cleveland. All right, we a uh, couple of deep sleepers for you though. Uh, who have found success recently at the receiver position? Who who should I add? Charles Johnson uh, of the Vikings or Cole Beasley for the Cowboys? Your Cowboys. I'm gonna go with Charles Johnson, although he has a tough matchup this week coming up against the Vikings. But the Vikings, I'm sorry, against the Lions. But the Lions just gave up. 
two big games to Vincent Jackson and to Mike Evans. So maybe this isn't that tough of a matchup for Johnson. He is now the number one guy for uh, for Teddy Bridgewater in that passing yep. game. So he's someone that should be picked up. And I don't know if you're going to start him in all leagues, but if you need wide receiver help, he's going to be the top guy out a there. A very interesting play is Charles Johnson because he's tall and he's fast, man. He ran a 4.3940. Little known guy out of Grand Valley State. But Daryl Patterson, where have you gone? Oh, to the bench, apparently. All There's right, so a that's to my eye. That was Groom Your Lineup presented by Head and Shoulders. All right, coming up, Peyton and Breeze weren't the only players to disappoint owners on Sunday. We're getting ready to express our collective frustration with another round of disappointments as well. And it's our way too early first round fantasy mock draft for next season. Yes, I said it. Who makes the cut and who slips out of contention for a top pick? Find out when NFL Fantasy Live returns. That is a difference maker, folks. How in the world? Oh, my goodness. Tannehill's pass. Touchdown. Wow. Four set. Across the 10. Four set. Takes it in. It's caught. Oh, what a grab by Benjamin. All right, this week, NFL.com Fantasy is going to be rolling out a series of way-too-early previews for the 2015 fantasy season. It's the perfect place to get a jump on next year if you're in a keeper or dynasty league or you just need to hit the restart button like many of us do. <laughs> Check it out at NFL.com slash Way too early. Michael Fabiano is here with his way too early first round. Way too mock early. Draft. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the list here. Uh, let's do a little mock draft here. I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, what are we looking at here in terms of your first pick overall? My number one pick is Le'Veon Bell. He has been spectacular this season, and he's still a young running back. He's only entering his third year in 2015. Did you know that he's had 200-plus scrimmage yards in three straight games? He's the first running back to do that since good old sweetness. Walter Payton, years and years ago, he is a featured back. He's got a good offensive line in front of him. And Ben Roethlisberger is definitely a strong quarterback, so teams cannot load up the box to stop Le'Veon Bell. He's the guy. I mean, you, you hit on it. Great quarterback, good weapons on the outside. Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant developing as well. He's in a great situation, Le'Veon Bell. You got to love the age and the situation. All right, number two, who are you going? I'm going with Matt Forte. Matt Forte. Although, keep in mind that there are a lot of running backs who are elite who are getting up there in age. Yes. Forte is going to be 29. Right. But he is still one of the most versatile running backs in the National Football League. He's very, very productive in Although we don't know what's going to happen with Mark Tressman. That could change things right now. Forte is my guy at number two. All right, number three, where are you going? Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. He's been great, hasn't he? Ever since he's been healthy <laughs> yes. and that ankle injury uh, is a thing of the past, he has been fantastic. So I'm going with Jamal Charles at number three. Still young, but getting up there in age as well. And plus, I just like the fact that he's in that Andy Reid system as well. He utilizes yep. the running back a lot. Number four, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy, and I know you're not scared. People are going to question this, but <laughs> I am not scared because he is a young runner. He is a featured back. And yeah. Of course, he's had an offseason this year, but a little you bit. know what? He had an offseason two years ago and bounced back in 2013, so Bounce back I season. still like McCoy. All right, there you go. Where, where are you going, number five? Number five, we're sticking with the running back theme and going Eddie Lacy. Okay. Much like Le'Veon Bell, it's all about youth here. And he sees the lion's share of the carries for his team. He's got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, which means teams can't stack the line of scrimmage against him. So Eddie Lacy, 
who was struggling earlier this year. Oh, absolutely. He's been great lately. First four weeks of the season, he's he was, in my top five. He was total bust, but he's really recovered nicely. Number six. Now, I'm not feeling well, uh, and that may be part of the reason why I'm putting Andrew Luck at six. Uh, quarterback, quarterback in the first round. Get it done. If you remember earlier in the preseason, I said that Andrew Luck would be the one quarterback who could break into the big three this year. Sure. And right now, he's number one. Yeah. He is the highest scoring player in fantasy football. He can throw it. He can do that, run with the football, score touchdowns with his feet. And the running back position next year is going to be very, very thin, especially after you get through these first few players. That's right. And especially because a lot of these guys are getting older, too. Mm. So I'm going with Andrew Luck. All right, number seven. You ready? Yes. Because people are wondering where this guy is. I'm wondering. DeMarco Murray. Okay. And I'm afraid to draft DeMarco next season because of what we like to call in the fantasy industry the curse of 370. He is right now on pace for over 370 carries. He's on pace for well over 400 touches. And when a running back gets to those levels, typically the next year he breaks down. Larry Johnson had that happen to him. Jamal Anderson had that happen to him. It's happened a lot. This is his magical season, and I'm really afraid that DeMarco is going to break down next year Based on his numbers, he should be the number one overall pick. No doubt. James, uh, he scares me next year. He really scares me. All right, there you go. Number eight, Antonio Brown, our first wide receiver. Again, because the running backs after this are starting to get very questionable. Antonio Brown right now, the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. And Ben Roethlisberger loves to throw him the ball. He does. They've got a nice fantasy bromance developing. Number nine, where are you going? Another wide receiver, Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas. As long as Peyton Manning is throwing the football in Denver, this wide receiver will be a fantasy superstar. And right now, he ranks among the three best wideouts in fantasy. So, I'm going with DT at number nine. Got a baby. Number ten, rounding out the first round. Who do we got? Another quarterback. I got to go with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Because the... Marshawn Lynch, I don't know if he's coming back next year, and he's had a heavy workload. Rodgers has been spectacular this year. Only uh, Andrew Luck has been better among quarterbacks this season than Aaron Rodgers. It's time to start evolving here. It really is. And I'm a running back guy. (laughs) I know. So this pains me. Calvin Johnson not here in the first round. Uh, You don't see Peyton Manning. And uh, you don't see Jimmy Graham also noticeably uh, missing from the first round as well. All second rounders. All second rounders. All right. That's probably a way too early look at the 2015 first round. Coming up, we're going to pass on some of the most important lessons we've learned this season. So you can avoid making this season's mistakes all over again. And more of your top performers for Week 14 are coming up. Ten more names that made us stand up and take notice when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Coming up, the more you know, the better fantasy player you can be. And we're giving you an end-of-the-season primer on the strategies for fantasy football domination in 2015. Plus, wondering who you can trust in Week 15, we'll look ahead to the players with the best matchups for the rest of the postseason. And wondering who will make our That Helps No One Hall of Fame for Week 14? I'll give you a hint. This player will make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Hmm, the answer just ahead. This is NFL Fantasy Live. 
Hello, everybody. I'm Molly Karam. He's Michael Fabiano. Akbar Bajabi Amila here with you. Now, earlier on the show, we showed you the big performances put up by the likes of Le'Veon Bell and A.J. Green. They tore it up. Now, here's the rest of our top 20 fantasy scores from Sunday. C.J. Anderson leading the pack, and we're a little skeptical of him. Andrew Luck, Jamal Charles, Derek Carr. That's a surprise on there. Megatron, Jonathan Stewart putting up a vintage performance. But let's get into it right now, and I want to begin with C.J. Anderson, 22-plus fantasy points and four of his last five off bar. Yeah, so I've got a huge, a huge issue with you having problem with my boy, C.J. Anderson. Some people did. Now, I don't know C.J. Anderson. Some people were concerned about him. But going Running against, against the Buffalo yes, Bills, there was up, concern. put up 23 fantasy points. This is a huge effort by C.J. Anderson. He was the, the reason why the they won this game. And, I, and I'll tell you one thing. Going up against the San Diego Chargers, I'm even more optimistic about what I look at what LeGarrette Blunt did to the San Diego Chargers, put up 66 yards. I think he could equally do that, doing 58 yards against this Buffalo Bills defense. They're so good. Oh, come on. Big big numbers in the playoffs if you have C.J. Anderson. Yeah, it's actually don't shoot the messenger. That was a good try by me. Fabs, Jonathan Stewart had the most yards he's had since week 16, 2009, 155. Can I say one thing, Fabs? You, yeah. I told all of the fantasy owners out there. Oh, that I told you so. I just had to say that. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, Akbar told all the fantasy owners out there that <laughs> Jonathan Stewart would ball out, and that was a great call on your part. The Saints' defense has just looked awful, and Stewart is now the top guy there with D'Angelo Williams injured. I would say this. Stewart is well worth picking up off the waiver wire. Whether or not you want to play him next week, I, I think he's more of a flex against the Buccaneers, but certainly worth a roster mm-hmm. spot. It's hard to find a starting running back on the waiver wire heading into week 15. And he's available, only owned in 15% of leagues. So is Andre Williams, only owned in 6.6% of leagues. He had career highs off bar. Yeah, an outstanding performance by Andre Williams against the Tennessee Titans. Now, we know that the Tennessee Titans, their defense, not very good, especially, yeah. you know, nice up front. Way. So this was a very good production. If you had him, you played him, you got lucky. I know David Keckner, he told me he had Andre Williams played him. Now, the situation going into next week or this week, going up against the Washington Redskins, very good defensive front. And Rashad Jennings is a week healthier, so you got to be careful of that. You know who balled out right down the road in San Diego? Julian Edelman, Fabs. He did. Huge game, 141 yards, a touchdown. Really took the electricity out of the Chargers to see what oh, they Oh, like yeah, that. that's yeah. good. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a bad joke right there, I can tell <laughs> no, you. It was good. But Julian Edelman wasn't bad. He was fantastic, and he's been very reliable in PPR leagues and standard leagues. Uh, you know what? He has some weeks when he disappears. Next week, he's got a tough matchup against the Miami Dolphins. So I'm not expecting this kind of production from Edelman, but he's still a two or a three in fantasy. And he's available as well, only owned in 28% of leagues. So if you need somebody... That's the good. There you go. Now for the bad and the ugly. Two men who certainly do not fit those categories. My guys, James Coe and Adam Rank. Two handsome nice, devils. Nice, no, no, no. Nice no. attempt at a save. No, 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 no. Your words have been spoken. You can't take them back. Uh, he's bad. I'm ugly. We're here to talk about the we're, – we're the fantasy curmudgeons here. We're going to talk about uh, your fantasy disappointments uh, for the week. And let's take a look at some – of your disappointments. Got from him, week got 14. him, got him, that, started him. Demarius Thomas, very surprised. He's been very consistent all year, just one point uh, for him. Josh Gordon, despite the hype train, uh, two receptions, 15 yards, not going to cut it. Peyton Manning, though, holy <laughs> cow. Where did that come from? Less than How three points was it? for Peyton Manning. LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, Mike Walsh, Golden Tate, rounding out some of your other Sunday biggest disappointments. But let's start 
with Mark Ingram. I was a guy that thought Mark Ingram was going to go wild on Carolina. Not the case. Yeah, this looked like a great matchup heading in. You're in the first week of the playoffs. You see Mark Ingram going up against the Saints. You're thinking, you know what? Double-digit points. Yep. 15 points, maybe. You're thinking, this is going to be a great day. I can count on this guy. I worry about the rest of my roster. And this entire Saints team just what disappeared. What happened? We, jo- we joked about it on NFL Fantasy Live on Sunday. We're like, yeah, the Panthers are 3-8-1. and one. They're still technically in it and everything like that. <laughs> and you know what? They came out and they played like they wanted to, wanted to win the championship. This was a player, time. LaShawn McCoy, that we knew was on high alert, taking on a very stout Seattle Seahawks uh, defense. But... I don't know if we were expecting three points. You know, I'm a little disappointed because I figured, and I talked about it all week, I said Chip Kelly with 10 days prepared for the Seahawks defense should be able to go out there and do something that we can go out and trust these guys like Sanchez and McCoy. And they weren't necessarily terrible, but the, the Seahawks, give credit to them, they played very well. And this is the first case over the last month. The Seahawks have been playing well, but they hadn't been tested. This was their first true test. This shows me that the Seahawks are indeed back, and I would avoid starting people against them. Uh, there was a poor girl who came to visit us on oh NFL Fantasy gosh. Live on Sunday. She said, hey, should I play Steven Jackson or Mohamed Sanu? We all shouted out Mohamed Sanu. Uh, our apologies. I am sorry. Just 1.6 points on Sunday. What happened? She, You know what? She was the guest of our boss. I'm surprised. <laughs> I was I was curious if my key card was going to be working this morning when I walked in. I'm like, eh. Because our boss, Tom what Brady, happened? not not the real, not the what quarterback happened? of the things. Uh, they didn't play very well. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. These things happen. How about Phillip Rivers, your guy? Phillip Rivers, again, it wasn't a terrible matchup. I thought he was going to be able to go out there and get some things done because even though Revis was going to be locked up with Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. I felt we could get enough out of the running backs, maybe some dump offs too. Sure. At so, home. Uh, yeah, you know, but here Brandon Oliver just couldn't connect with him. And then just some some bad lucks. Great performance by the uh, the Patriots front four. Great call on the blitzing. And you know what? They've had some trouble there in the, at center. You know, they're on their third center this season. And that pass rush was uh, really good. It, it, I, it leaves me to believe that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC. Not, that, really I really, not like that I really had a doubt about it. They've right. beaten everybody. And now they just continue to beat all the top teams in the AFC. Might go Just put them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Anytime you've got a guy like Tom Brady and the defense playing a lot better as well. All right, so listen, uh, that was a little bit uh, of the disappointments we're talking about for this week, but you're hinting at something grander. I'm, doing, I'm making my list of guys who I will not draft in fantasy football for next season, so we're using the hashtag, you made the list. I don't, want to, I don't want to be too emotional about it on Monday, so what we'll do is we'll accumulate this during the week, and then at some point we will unveil our list like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison and then just sit there and start crossing people off because there's guys I can never trust again. And you're going to put the lipstick on afterwards or no? Don't, no? don't, don't worry about my business. <laughs> you worry about All your right, high listen, heels. looking forward to that, Ray, coming up. Another list of players feeling Adam Rank's wrath. It's our weekly countdown of the players. That helped no one. Stick around. That's coming next. Warren Sapp is. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We are 14 weeks into the NFL season. We're all a little bit wiser than we were back in draft season. A few more gray hairs, too. Yeah, that's true. So, guys, what lessons have we learned that owners can keep in mind for next year? And we begin with you, Fabalicious. So, I was told age ain't nothing but a number, but apparently it is. 
Fabulous. That's right. I like that. Well, you guys know me forever. I've talked about running backs and how valuable they are early in your draft, first round. But you've got a lot of question marks at the running back position going into 2015, right? You've got older guys, Marshawn Lynch Mm -hmm. getting older. He may retire. So you may be looking at drafting the best available player next year after the good running backs are gone. So we're talking about guys like Antonio Brown, even Andrew Luck. We're talking about guys like Demarius Thomas, Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe I'm saying this kind of thing, but at some point we're going to have to break away from running backs going in the first round Mm -hmm. by rule because the league is changing and we have to change right along with it. No question. We're just adapting and evolving as fantasy trends do. And speaking of that, stats are changing as well, Akbar. Yeah, the stats are changing. And, you know, look, last year's stats aren't always an indicator that that's going to be what's going to carry over to the following season. I think a a good case for this is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, you talked about it, Fabs, about the age and getting older. He is getting older. In the last couple of weeks here, we've seen a decline in his numbers, and that could be a telltale sign of what's to come. Yes, he's put up some big numbers the year before. This year, he's looked awesome. But there's going to come a point where he's going to hit that wall. And I don't want to be that guy that's going to be stuck with Peyton Manning when he hits that wall because you're going to go out and you're going to give up a lot for him. You're going to try to get him in that first round, mm-hmm. perhaps the second round. That's right. And all of a sudden, you know, you're stuck with a, with a quarterback issue going into the 2015 season. Yeah, listen, season. we got to adapt. I mean, Instagram's the new Twitter, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my mind today. You You, you want to piggyback on that running back point, though, as well. Yeah, no doubt. And to add to Akbar's point, by the way, uh, you know, we've seen a couple of, I guess, uh, miles per hour taken off of the fastball of Peyton Manning. So you're right. We're we're seeing a slow decline uh, in Peyton Manning. Still great. Still awesome. But you're right. Maybe not a first rounder. But to piggyback on what Fab said, listen, uh, in terms of running backs, when you think about that first round, you think about floors. And that's why a lot of times we did go with running back because they're going to get the guaranteed touches. What I've seen from Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill, though, (laughs) makes me wonder, you know, when you're on the back half of that uh, first round, as you said, Fabs, I'm thinking, I'm thinking wide receiver. I'm not thinking quarterback. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not thinking quarterback, but I am thinking wide receiver because Gio Bernard is exhibit A, B, and C. We thought this guy was an explosive player. Mm-hmm. He is an explosive player. He, we thought he was going to be not in a timeshare. Guess what? Once Jeremy Hill emerged, this guy was going to be in another running back by committee, and that's exactly what we've seen. Uh, he's a guy that uh, we thought we could trust. Yep. But we can't. Do you remember what Yoda said? You must he said many things, but unlearn what you have Very learned. Very true. Ah. Running backs and wide receivers are equaling themselves out, and those like trends aren't staying true huh? year in yeah. and year out. He's, he's like a wise that. one, fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for more lessons learned for the 2015 fantasy season, I won't call you that anymore, head over on NFL Now. You can check out all on all your favorite connected devices or by downloading that for free on your phone or tablet. For now, we hand it over to Adam Rank for his weekly list of plays that help no one. Thank you, Molly. That's right. Each week we take a look back at those unheard of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker from some curtain jerkers in a segment we like to call... That helps no one! To the video! And we will start in Duval County and the American Dragon himself. Ryan Fitzpatrick says, I am tired of throwing all these touchdowns. Last week I got no love, so I'm going to do it here myself. I'm not going to give it to Arian Foster. I'm not going to look for DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to take it here. I'm going to go, yes, yes, yes. This was not the best for fantasy because... Washington, D.C., where it's only fitting here in our nation's capital. It's the Capitol Hill himself, Sean Hill. And who did he go to? 
It takes a lot to help no one. The wrong guy scores and your team's done. A couple <laughs> kicks to add the spice. Hill oh. to cook. Well, that ain't nice because... That helps no one! And you got too many cooks. Thank you. Minnesota. Teddy Bridgewater doing work. And he's stepping into the danger zone. And there is Chuck Johnson. And he... Oh, fumble. Uh-oh. Jerome Felton. Wait, he crossed the Oh, no, no. Did he? Did he? No, wait. Look, look, look. Oh. Oh, Jerome Felton with six the easy way right there. Vulturing a touchdown almost literally. And we got to say to that. Miami faked the four set. The guy we actually started. Nope. Joe Flacco says, I am going to throw it to Harold and Kumar Aiken with the dance. What is the dance? It's the dance. Somebody tweet me. Somebody tell me that. Oh, look, Joe Philbin's clapping like, yes, I'm going against Forsett. Well done. Well done, Baltimore. (laughs) But for the rest of us, we got to say. Oakland Battle of the Bay. Derek Carr fakes the Latavius Murray because the Raiders will never let us have anything nice. It's a big fella. Donald Penn. And he's like, oh, get off me. I'm running to the black hole. There you go. Jump in there. Somebody get him a beer. Push him up there. There it is. There's a set. Bunch of beers. Who's the guy? Watch this. Ball is under. Think of all the stone hand receivers that we have who drop passes. He makes an adjustment on the ball. Reaches down. Grabs it. Scores fantasy points. None of us can celebrate because. That helps no one. New Orleans. Not a lot of us happy here. Drew Brees ruining our fantasy. He's ruining us. Would it be? Do you think? Uh, did you even watch a oh, second of the Saints oh, game? Did you think at any point no? they were going to actually reward us and go to Jimmy Graham? Of course not. It's got to be Ben Watson, who I couldn't believe was still in the league. Strong man. He's got to be. There. Is it? Yeah, he's a strong man. Looks very okay. nice, yeah, Akbar. But as far as that touchdown, I got to say. That helps no one. I got to say hashtag random. A little bit. Panthers going <laughs> off the rails on the crazy train. There's Jonathan Stewart. One last. Wait a minute. 43. Wait. The 43 mental wounds still healing, driving me insane. It's Fozzie Whitaker, of course. Best name in Waka Waka, of course. Actually, this inspired a lot of great memes over the course of Sunday. And one of our one of our listeners did a nice work on the Photoshop. Wow, that helps no one. Does it? That helps everyone. That that meme right there helps everyone. And I gotta say, that That helps no one. Let's go to the board. All right, let's take a look. Derek Carr there started in 0.6%. Of li- oh, and he's taking all the Niners. You can't start Derek Carr. 22 points later. Jarius Wright uh, with that gorgeous overtime long touchdown got on the board as well. Kerwin Williams. Well, you know, points. brother, Chris Hogan, brother, got into the end zone, dude. We Why'd you guys skip over Kamar Aiken's name? You didn't want to say that name? We, uh, I, don't know if you, Aiken, uh, I don't know if you saw it. Maybe if you, he, was, he was we did on that the All right, you two, on the you video stop? highlights. Remember, so if you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use so the hashtag, sensitive. that helps no one. When you see a fantasy score, that <laughs> helps no one. And we'll that show it right good. here. And now each and every week, each and every week we do feature the That Helps No One Player of the Week. And for week 14 it is. The Wall of Famer is oh, Fozzie. 
Waka Waka. I don't get it. Who is that? Who's that character right there? Would you what? stop? You have eight kids. You How have do you children. not get it? Oh, first of all, I don't have to have four. Okay. <laughs> we you don't let people think Drew that I'm some type of monster. <laughs> against Carolina. But will he be able to turn it on next four, week? Sorry. My brother we'll has seven, though. A little bit more about that yeah. coming up. Lots you know my of brother Basha Biamilo is running around. That's all you talk about. Oh. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose with a look at few, a few players who have nice matchups the rest of the way in your fantasy playoffs if you're lucky enough to move on after this weekend. Fabs, give us a quarterback with some good uh, playoff scheduling down the stretch here. Drew Brees, and it's probably not what a lot of people want to hear after what he did or didn't do yesterday right. because his numbers were plain rotten. I mean, 235 passing yards, a touchdown, a pick against a bad Carolina defense. Bad. But he does have the Bears coming up on Monday Night Football, although it is outdoors. It could be very cold there in Chicago. I think we know that all too well after being there last week. And then a game against Atlanta in the Fantasy Championship Week. So if Brees is on your team and you made it past Week 14 – you got to roll with them. There you go. Feed the crawl, Adam Rank. Oh, yeah. I love the way this guy runs. And I look at his schedule coming up, and it's uh, it's okay. He's got the Bengals. He's got the Ravens. I don't know. Oh, you can do better. You can do worse. But the way this guy's running with the opportunities that he's getting, he's one of those guys that's just you love his work rate. You love the way he attacks the hole right there. I mean, this, again, it's not the, the toughest matchup in the world, but you just look at his vision, just the way he's making that. Boom, he makes the cut, he goes. Here, that was perfect right there. Yeah. The way he was just reading his blockers, letting it set up. He's done such an amazing job this season that I'm starting him each and every week of the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt about it. As long it. as I'm still playing. And it might not be much longer. <laughs> okay, there you go. Akbar, how about for yourself? It's got to be Kenny Steele. I mean, same schedule, of course, as Drew Brees. You, you still trust Ch- him? Chicago, absolutely. And so good. He's good. All right, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I love the analysis. Enough, it's enough good. He's good. All right. Earlier this year, I promised I would wear high heels on the shelf. Texas wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins didn't rack up 1,100 receiving yards. And, folks, he's basically there. It's the march to 1,100. He's so, at 1,090 right now. What's the new? Wasn't there a new? Yes, there's a new challenge. New challenge. Oh, no, a new challenge. This is a new challenge. If march he to 1,200. Get, if he doesn't get to 1,300. Wait, wait. What? By week no, 17, then you wear, <laughs> no, then that, you wear that, high heels. That is not accurate. It's is March to 1,200 okay. by the end of week 16. The end, not the beginning of week no, 16? No, no. By the end of week 16? You're going to be in water. heels, pal. Well, I like it. For Adam Rankin, I'm Michael Fabiano. I'm James Cole. We're out of here for today. But tomorrow, we're back with Fabs' top waiver wire targets for Week 15. NFL Fantasy Live returns at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now. Got to do my calf raises. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.